Welcome to the Do Something Beautiful podcast. I am your host, Leah Darrow, and I share with you inspirational people who are truly doing something beautiful to make our world better. We are inspired by the words of St. Mother Teresa of Calcutta, who said, do something beautiful for God. Do it with your life. Do it every day. Do it in your own way, but do it. This podcast is brought to you by Audible. For you, the listeners of the Do Something Beautiful podcast, with a free 30-day trial of Audible, you can get my new book, The Other Side of Beauty, read to you by yours truly for free. All you got to do is go to audibletrial.com slash Darrow. Audible is Amazon's audio bookstore, and it has over 180,000 audiobooks to choose from. And so if you're like me and you like to listen to books while you travel, exercise, or cook, this is perfect for you. To get my audiobook for free, all you got to do is go to audibletrial.com slash Darrow. That's audibletrial.com slash Darrow, and you're in. The Do Something Beautiful podcast is also brought to you by Haiti 180. If you want to do something beautiful in the world, but find yourself busy, possibly overwhelmed with life, family, or work, but you still want to donate money for a good cause, you can still do something beautiful by becoming a Team 180 member. Haiti 180 provides an orphanage for 40 children, two elderly homes, a school for over 200 students, and a medical clinic in a small village in the hills of Haiti. Now, many of the listeners of this podcast have generously donated over $26,000 to build the maternity wing of the new hospital. And for as little as $15 a month, you can sponsor an orphan. That's 50 cents a day, people, 50 cents a day to help a little boy or a little girl have a good and just life. I've been there. I have seen their good works and I continue to give them my time, talent, and treasure. And I'm asking you to do the same. Go to Haiti180.com and do something beautiful with me. That's Haiti180.com. Hey, welcome back to the Do Something Beautiful podcast. We're in season seven and rolling right along. Today, we get to speak with somebody who is just a little different than our regular guest. And there's rightly so. She is Miss Alyssa, Alyssa Carson. She is 17 years old. So she's one of our youngest guests that we've had on. She's also quite different in the fact that her goal is to go to Mars, people. It's to go to Mars. And she's. this isn't just some pie in the sky dream. This is a reality that is more than likely, God willing, will happen for her. She's a very inspiring and driven young lady. I was just honored to speak to her. She's just the sweetest thing on the planet. She's so sweet and she's normal and she's great and she's super smart. And I love all that she's doing. She's really doing something beautiful in the world. Let me just let you know about some of the things that she's been doing, because when I read her bio, I'm still amazed. I'm like, how does she do this? I mean, I am well above the age of 17 And what she has been doing in her life so far is insane. So at just 16 years old, which by the way, that was just last year, Alyssa's list of accomplishments include witnessing three space shuttle launches, attending space camp seven times, space academy three times, robotics academy once, youngest to graduate advanced space academy, and multiple Sally ride camps. Oh my gosh. Unbelievable. Okay. She's also the first person to attend all three official NASA space camps in the world. Alyssa is also the first and only person so far to complete the NASA passport 
program. Visiting all 14 NASA visitor centers stretching across nine states. In January 2013, NASA invited her to be on the MER-10 or MER-10 panel in Washington, D.C. to discuss future missions to Mars live on NASA TV. She was later selected as one of seven ambassadors representing Mars One, a mission to establish a human colony on Mars in the year 2030. Unbelievable. She is on track to establish a human colony on Mars, people, on Mars. So in October of 2016, Alyssa was the youngest to be to be accepted and graduate the Advanced Possum Academy, officially making her certified to go to space and an astronaut trainee. Did I, did I mention she's 17? Yeah, I know. It's unbelievable. This young lady is driven. She's got a great family supporting her. It was a joy to speak with her. I can't wait for you to be inspired by Miss Alyssa Carson. Welcome back to another episode here of the Do Something Beautiful podcast. We are talking to Miss Alyssa Carson. Alyssa, thanks for being on. Yeah, I'm super excited to be on. Awesome. Okay, so I love your story. I have read as much as I possibly can about it, but our listeners maybe, possibly more than likely, have not. So let's just give them a quick intro to you of kind of what's going on. You are, well, I may, I'll just let you you say, why don't you tell us a little bit about who, who you are? Well, I am 17 years old, and I am currently training to become an astronaut and basically doing anything I can to build a strong resume to eventually apply to the astronaut selection process in the future. And the ultimate goal would to be a astrobiologist astronaut on one of the first missions to Mars. So, you know, you have a few plans. Just just a couple. <laughs> I love it. I There is a and now, Alyssa, tell me, did you create this hat? I see this hat that you have on your Instagram and it says, make space great again. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that hat was just something, you know, my dad was thinking about and laughing about. And I kind of just became a joke within the family. And then just with the new commercial, the, all the commercial astronauts and kind of that whole set of group being selected, we just see, uh, just seemed like it fitted. I love it. I can't wait. I think I'm going to try and get one of those hats and and put take a picture just for this podcast. I love it. Make space great again. And you are definitely doing that. I have watched a few of your talks and they were very inspiring. I mean, Alyssa, you're, you're, I mean, it's obviously, you know, this you're 17. I mean, you're 17 years old and you want to go to Mars. 2033 is, I guess, the goal year or something like that from what I've read. And how did this begin? I mean, I know that you've talked about this as like a, at a very early age, but can you kind of explain to us like where did this Mars dream and the space dream really come from and how did that how did that evolve to now? Right. I mean, obviously, I don't remember too much when I was super super young, but kind of from what I remember from what my dad remembers, our best guess is that around 3 years old is when I first got the idea about space and about going to Mars and things like that and We think it's from a Nickelodeon show called The Backyardigans. And basically, the show is just where these characters go on imaginary adventures in their backyard every episode. And one of the adventures that they went on was a mission to Mars. And after watching that episode, you know, being a little three-year-old, I just wanted to be one of their friends and go with them and go on their adventures. But my dad remembers me asking him, you know, 
have people gone to Mars? Can you go to space? All these questions, because I had no idea. And so he just told me what he knew about the moon landings and that no one had really gone to Mars, but that was kind of the step. And from then on, I was dead set on getting there. That's amazing. Amazing. So starting out with a Nickelodeon TV show, Backyardigans, which I'm very familiar with. I am a mom to four small kids. So we have seen that episode. I know exactly what you're talking about. It's a good one too. Um, But from there, you have this dream and it just kind of keeps building. I mean, did this, this just resonate within you as you got older as something that, I mean, did it resonate within you that it just was some like like was your dream was your path like did you think of anything else to do or was just space and mars just like the headliner for it all i mean for me obviously like i did the same thing that you know all kids do from wanting to be this to that to that but for me for some reason going or becoming an astronaut and going to space was really always first on my list so let's say it was i was wanting to be a teacher this week in my head i would be like I'd be an astronaut, go to Mars, come back and be a teacher or be an astronaut, go to Mars and be a doctor, whatever it was. But for some reason, being an astronaut was always first on my list. And it's and it was what I was always interested in. And the more I've done in it, the more I've enjoyed it. Yeah, I love that. I when I was when I was young, I also wanted to be an astronaut. I think that a lot of people can relate to you wanting to be an astronaut. Now, granted, Ashton, I guess, didn't make it on my list. It, it, it wasn't always the one I would say, but I was astonished and just amazed at the space and stars and sky. And as I, sh- even when I share that with people, a lot of other people I meet also say the same thing. I think this kind of connects to a lot of people, not just you want to be an astronaut, but the fact that you have consistently been moving towards your dream. And one of the talks that you gave at an event, you had mentioned, you know, that one of one of the things that everybody needs to have is an out of this world dream that that we need to kind of keep our dreams in focus and go after them. How important has that been in your life as you, I mean, you're only 17, but how important is that for you to kind of continue on when you're 20 and 24 and 30 to kind of keep this dream alive for you? Right. I mean, obviously, like for me, I can like, especially now I can completely understand how me as a little three-year-old saying I wanted to Become an astronaut and go to Mars sounded absolutely insane and didn't sound anything that could actually happen or, or, or stuff that I could actually get to. But, you know, I was kind of encouraged ever since I said it. You know, no one really told me I couldn't do it. So that's kind of how I went with it. And, you know, during around that time when I was getting interested was when the space shuttle was retiring. And so lots of people were like, oh, there aren't astronauts anymore. What are you going to do? And things like that. But, I never really let that knock me down. I was like, no, like, I know that they're working on a Mars mission. <laughs> like, I was kind of determined and uh, dead said that it would be a possibility. So I kept working towards it. So I think it's super important that, you know, just finding whatever that dream is and then working towards it and never giving up on it and then never letting other people take it away from you. Because if, if you're passionate about it and if it's something you really want to do, you can actually fulfill that dream no matter if you decide to do it when you were three or decide to do it as a teenager or in your 20s or whenever it is, you know, just keep working towards it. Amen. I love that. I love your determination in that. Now, you have with that determination and the spirit that you have, I mean, you are, I, I've listened to that talk that you gave and I'll include that in the show notes too. I'm referring to this one talk that Alyssa gave and she gives three points of, of kind of inspiring others to 
hold on to your dreams and to keep moving forward in it. It's really great. But one of the things you did mention in, in that talk, and you've mentioned a lot in the interviews that you've done on TV networks, as well as uh, just regular media, but you mentioned the support of your dad. I find that really interesting as a parent myself of just the role your dad has had in your life to kind of support you and help you in this. I mean, can you talk a little bit about that, of, of that relationship between you and your dad and kind of how he's helped you in this in this journey kind of to allow you to be you and to be you to the fullest? Right. I mean, you know, going back to when I was three years old, you know, when I was saying I wanted to become an astronaut and go to Mars. I mean, my dad didn't was him. I mean, he was never in a science or space career, so he didn't have a whole lot of knowledge about the subject. But he was just like, you know, this is what I know about. If it's what you want to do, then go for it. And never really put me down about it and kept encouraging me. And, you know, after that, I kind of ran across the U.S. Space and Rocket Center in Huntsville, Alabama. And yeah, really, my dad was just finding any ways we could to eventually make a trip to space camp, which ultimately just changed everything I thought about space and just taught me all this interesting information that I always kind of really wanted to know. And since then has just continued to support me and I definitely wouldn't be where I am now without him. And yeah, just really everything he does. He travels with me and schedules things when that's probably not my forte and <laughs> just kind of helped me along the way. So it's good to have that support and also kind of motivates me to also want to help somebody else and following their own goals. Amen. I love it. I love it. I mean, it's so important. I think that is so important for us parents to see that to see those special gifts, those unique gifts and talents that our children have and to to support them. I mean, I love the fact that your dad didn't say, well, you want to be an astronaut, but it's going to take a ton of science and math and I just don't know if you can do it and or, or that is just, that's just impossible. Hardly anybody is an astronaut. I mean, there's only a few people in the world that are really astronauts. I mean, that was, from what I understand, that wasn't the case. What What was it? Right. I mean, my dad never really wanted to discourage anything. And, you know, he understands that, yeah, it is a, a lot of hard work. And uh, besides saying something like, you know, oh, it takes all of this, it takes all that. You know, I don't know if you're up for all that and things like that. My dad would just say things like, it's going to take a hard, a lot of hard work. Are you willing to do it? And I would be like, yeah, you know, this is what I want to do. And we kept working towards that. And, you know, he was mainly just making sure I kept loving what I was doing every step of the way. And since then, we've just continued up the ladder, really. Merry Christmas, my friends. Okay, I know. It's a, it's a little early to say Merry Christmas, but it's never too early to think about what you're going to get all of those beautiful people in your life for Christmas. What are you going to get them? It's going to be here before you know it. But this is something that we are doing right now to help you out with that. This episode is sponsored by Catholic Relief Services, Ethical Trade, and they have come out with an Ethical Trade Holiday Gift Guide. You can go to this one spot to get everything on your list for anybody on your list. It is, they're all unique. They're definitely going to be different than what everyone else is going to get them. It's a great, great idea. This is so wonderful. You can put Christmas back into your shopping with ethically produced gifts that really do uplift an entire world of people. And every single partner on this list has been vetted for fair wages, safer working conditions, and environmentally sustainable practices. And what's even better 
is that with every purchase, a donation goes back to Catholic Relief Services. So twice the impact. So fantastic. So make sure you go and check them out, ethicaltrade.crs.org. I will have the link in my podcast notes. Make sure you check them out, ethicaltrade.crs.org. They have something for everybody. Things for the kitchen, for fashion, comfort, like candles and soaps and lotions. Things for the home, things for entertaining, coffee, chocolate, you name it. There's so much stuff. I will say, for the record, you better go check out the Lavender Honeysuckle Body Butter. It is so great. It makes you smell like a queen. I love that. And I also personally love the Alabaster Swirl Candle. I own both of those. Oh, so great. They're just wonderful. They're like the Maya treat yourself gifts that I, I love to give other people and myself once in a while. So go ahead, check it out. It is really a wonderful thing. This holiday season, you can get all of your stuff for all of the people in your life right there by visiting the Ethical Trade Holiday Gift Guide by Catholic Relief Services. Again, that is ethicaltrade.crs.org. You had mentioned that space camp really changed everything for you. And you went to, there are three space camps. There's one in Alabama, as you mentioned. There's one in Canada and one in Turkey. And is this correct that you are the first person to attend all three? Yes. So those are the three official NASA space camps in the world. Obviously, there are other camps dealing with rocketry or space related, but they're not official through NASA. So those are the three official ones. And I was the first to attend. I'll go through the program of all three of them. And then I've also gone to some other camps, you know, around the U.S., Euro Space Camp, other things like that. Wow. Wow. Okay. So with this with this huge passion that you have to not just go to space, but be the first, be on the first team to go to Mars. Is that correct? Is that like the, like the big end goal? Yeah. I mean, the big goal, you know, I would love to take the science and research that I wanted to do and apply it to Mars and actually be there to take samples, do research and see what I can find. Okay. Now, did the recent movie from Matt Damon with Mars, did that freak you out at all? Or did that like excite you? <laughs> I mean, I don't think that the Martian was anything to like be necessarily freaked out about, but I think that the Martian was super good and also an awesome way of getting the public excited again about space and about the possibility of going to Mars, get people talking about Mars, because that's super important, you know, because I feel like just the general public, you know, they're not super aware of the, you know, how long it takes to build rockets and the process that NASA and other companies are actually going through. So something like a big movie and things like that gets people talking and excited and yeah, hopefully gain us there sooner. Yeah, I agree. It was, that was, that was, I love the movie. I thought it was really, really great. And then I just was so, I, I just got so nervous for him just being stuck up there on Mars. But like we said, it is a movie. Now, speaking of other movies, you are featured in a movie called The Mars Generation on Netflix. Yes. Tell us about that. Well, The Mars Generation movie was really you know, it's based at Space Camp in Huntsville, Alabama, and it's following around a group of the Advanced Space Academy team. And really, it's just to talk about the, you know, the next group of kids that are going to be alive or maybe working on or just witnessing whatever it is, but going to be able to see a man land on Mars or a woman or anybody else. So it's really just a movie to kind of inspire the next generation and offer it You know, like here's other careers that you can get into. And also, you know, another way of informing people of, um, you know, the different aspects of space and with the Mars mission and what it actually takes to get there. Yeah. 
I hear that. Now, your Instagram handle is NASA Blueberry at NASA Blueberry on Instagram. Can you tell us how you got that call sign, Blueberry? What does that mean? Yeah. So, uh, Blueberry is my call sign, and a call sign is like a nickname, but it has to be given to you. So, I got Blueberry the second time I went to the space camp in Huntsville, Alabama. And I got that one because a lot of the people there were wearing these blue flight suits, and I really wanted one. However, I was around eight or so, so I was pretty short, and I didn't actually fit in any of the actual uh, flight suits that they had. So we bought almost like a knockoff, you know, like kind of fake one. And it was a really dark, dark shade of blue. And so when I wore it, everyone told me I looked like a little blueberry. So throughout the day, they'd say like, blueberry, go grab some napkins or whatever (laughs) it was. And yeah, just stuck and became my call sign. Awesome. Awesome. And then you've you've created, you have a website here, nasablueberry.com. There is a Blueberry Foundation you've created. What What is that about? The Blueberry Foundation was really just a way, you know, finding kids who are super interested in uh, space and science and giving them the opportunity of going to space camp. Just because I know for me, when I first went to space camp, it taught me all this information that I didn't know is everything that I wanted uh, to experience. And it also helped me kind of realize more actually what I wanted to do within space. So giving, you know, other kids that same opportunity of hopefully finding what they want to do, maybe through space camp or even, you know, exposing them to more information so they can get to their goals. Oh, I love that. I mean, it just, it's amazing what you're doing. And I know people probably say this and I can imagine how you kind of take it in, but it's really amazing what you're doing, not just for yourself and for your dreams that you have and the beautiful support of your family around you, but the inspiration that you're giving people by just living your life so well. And I think that is incredibly important for each person, regardless of whatever their gifts and talents are, that whatever you're doing it, you're doing it well and you're working hard at that because that is inspiring. That's what motivates people to be the best mom they could be or be the best teacher they could be or you know whatever profession, whatever work that they're doing in the world when they see other people doing their thing and working hard for it. Because it's not like you're wanting everybody to be just like you but you present and you give such inspiration for people to know that dreams are possible, hold on to them and keep working at them. I mean, what would you, I mean, do you think that that's pretty rare? It seems to be rare to me for you to be able to have known your vision, calling your dreams so, so young. Do you think that that's a rare thing for you? Or do you feel like that we all have that we're just not paying attention to it? No, I do think that it's pretty rare just because, you know, there's so many options. And really, I don't know why I hooked on to space so hard when I was young. I mean, really, I just never found anything else that I enjoyed more. And, you know, that's, you know, such a big part of growing up is seeing all the different things that you can do and seeing how the world is full of so many opportunities. So I think a big thing is really just finding something that you love and sticking with it. and. It uh, just so happened that I found that uh, a bit earlier on, which is perfectly fine, but it's definitely inspiring people to keep out those dreams because I know they can't get any crazier than leaving the planet. So um, <laughs> if, if I can work towards that, I know everyone else can follow their own goals and live their lives to the fullest. I love it. I love it. Alyssa, you are fantastic. You really are. You're such a sweet girl. You're a sweet, smart, amazing, talented firecracker. And I just, it's just fantastic talk to you. 
Now, okay, besides NASA, besides space, you're 17, you're a girl, I'm a girl, let's talk. What are other things that you're into or that that you love? I mean, obviously, I'm into like watching Netflix, makeup, you know, just like typical 17-year-old girl things. Um, You know, I still have time to hang out with my friends, go see movies or go on little trips or whatever it is, or just hanging out. So definitely just a normal 17 year old girl as well. Okay. So what's, what are some of your favorite shows on Netflix right now? Let's see. There's, uh, I've been watching so many. It's a problem. I mean, I got really hooked onto the great British baking show for a while, but now moved on to like this new interior design show, but also kind of more of like the classics of Riverdale and Stranger Things and watched the Vampire Diaries and Gilmore Girls and kind of all the typical shows on Netflix. Nice. Okay. So what did you think of Stranger Things? I like Stranger Things. I, I kind of like that it's, you know, like so out there and uh, so different from a lot of the other shows. So I think it's pretty cool. And I like how it's, you know, just a bunch of kids as the main characters. Yeah. Definitely. Now, is there one show, is there like a series, a sitcom that you will rewatch over and over just for fun? I mean, I don't necessarily rewatch shows too often, but I guess I would have to say Friends. I've probably seen many of the episodes just over and over just just because it was kind of like a family show growing up. My dad has seen the whole like series of Friends over countless times. So he'd always have that playing around the house and I guess I've just kind of taken along to that. So I've definitely seen uh, many of those episodes a uh, bunches of time. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Now let me ask you about makeup. I also like makeup. What is your favorite thing to buy with makeup? Like what would you like? What do you have more of in your makeup bag? I would probably say eyeshadow palettes just because they're fun. And there's just so many different options and things like that. You never know what you're feeling on a certain day. But I mean, I do buy a lot of the Tarte cosmetics just because I like all the, they're all like fancy with their water based and their vegan options and all those crazy things. <laughs> I love it. Now, okay, so let me ask you this What is a fashion trend right now that you love? Ooh, hmm, I'd probably have to think about that. Let's see. I do like, so I do, I really enjoy sweatshirts. So I think it's cute to have more of like the little like crop sweatshirts. So you can like wear sweatshirts in the summer as well, but like not be completely toasted. So, and I'm always cold everywhere. So that's kind of like the best of both worlds for me. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I like it. Now, what fashion trend that's going on right now that are, that is just a big no, no for you that you just can't do. I would probably say like, cloud glasses but like when you're wearing them like in seriousness like not as like a joke like the big circle glasses that are always wacky colors yeah it's kind of kind of like what's the point right like it doesn't really (laughs) doesn't really go with much anyways now what is your morning routine like Uh, I mean for me the typical day would probably just be a school day but I mean obviously there's not really a normal day for me because it just depends on what's happening. But I mean, I guess just waking up around six or so, and then I'll usually take my time getting ready and getting dressed, but maybe a couple power naps here and there throughout the morning to keep me going. 
And then, yeah, just really getting ready for the day and, you know, having breakfast and heading off to school. Nothing too fancy. Nothing. Okay. Very, very good. All right. Now, how about this one? A couple more random questions here for you. Who has been or who is an inspirational woman in your life, living or dead? Let's see. I mean, I will say that one woman who has made a big impact in my life is actually astronaut Sandra Magnus, just because I met her when I was around nine years old. And I was asking her questions like, when did she decide to become an astronaut? And she told me that around nine, she decided to become an astronaut. And so I just really like looked up to her because she decided at a young age and here she was, you know, accomplished astronaut was kind of fulfilling her goals. So I think that really pushed me into believing that you can actually decide what you want to do at a young age and then eventually grow up and fulfill it. So it kind of gave me more inspiration and more hope that my dream could actually be fulfilled. Mm, That's great. All right. Last question before we wrap up. All right, Alyssa, how do you fight fear? And are you afraid that you won't make it to Mars? I mean, for me, a lot of the things that I've done, you know, especially with all the most recent trainings, you know, whether it's the microgravity training or the water survival training, a lot of that stuff for me, yeah, like I'm straight up terrified of a lot of the things that they uh, want us to do. But a lot of it is, you know, all the people working with us are super supportive and super understanding. And so it's eventually just kind of pushing myself over that edge and just saying, well, let's go for it. But typically what happens for me is I'll be really scared to do it the first time. But after I do it once, I'll be ready to do it a hundred times after that. So that's kind of been the typical trend with all the different activities that I've done. And I mean, as far as a fear of not being able to be on the mission to Mars, you know, I definitely understand that it's a definite possibility that, you know, I just won't be chosen into the astronaut corps. But for me, I would definitely just want to still continue doing my job of astrobiology and still continuing to help whoever is selected and do whatever research I can here to help the people over there. Oh, you are fantastic. Team player all the way through. I love it. Alyssa, you have been so fun to talk to. And I'm so thankful that you could be on this podcast to share your life and your story with it, with all of us. You really are. You really are doing something beautiful for the world to make it better. We're so thankful for you. We're thankful for you and for your dad and your family that supports you in this amazing dream that you have. And as another woman out there, I'm so happy that my two daughters get to look up to you and I get to say, hey, listen, look what this girl's doing. And I'm, I'm just so thankful for how you're living your life and doing it so beautifully. Before we leave, one last thing. Could you offer a challenge to our listeners? I would probably just challenge all the listeners to go out and find that goal and keep working towards that dream and never give up on it. Never give up. Amen. All right. Well, thank you so much, Alyssa, for your time. We are so appreciative to have you here. You can find out more about Alyssa in the show notes. I'll have all of the links there for you to click on so you can grab those. And remember, whatever you do today, do something beautiful for God. God love you. God bless. And we'll talk to you later. 